two friends, Alan Dale and Jerry Carew, who grew up just a few streets apart in St. John's East End, have been separated by Canada's geography for three decades. They came together virtually during the pandemic to chat about like-minded interests. Alan lives in PEI and Jerry in Newfoundland. Thriving in remoteness has been a common theme for both of them during the pandemic. Gale Force wins. The podcast is the result. We're talking to the coxswain of HMCS Windsor. You should know, Jerry, HMCS Windsor is a diesel electric submarine and the coxswain is an electrician. So he's got an important role as the coxswain, but he also has to understand the battery system on board this ship intimately. Jason, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, uh, my name is Jason Thompson. Uh, I grew up originally in Dartmouth, just across the harbor. Joined the military after work a year doing concrete, and I decided it was uh, probably a better choice in the military as an electrician than doing concrete for the next 40 years. So, uh, so there you at are. At point, I feel like I made the right choice. <laughs> so, Jason, you joined the Navy to see the world in Dartmouth, and you got across the harbor. I, yeah, that's exactly, about it, eh? Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, I definitely got to see a lot of places though, since I've been here. That's for sure. <laughs> that's Other than Halifax. So, Jason, tell me about what it means to be the coxswain on board a submarine. That's a pretty important job. Yeah, so uh, day-to-day I'm dealing with uh, administrative uh, issues with the submarine. I'm with the command triad with the captain and the XO. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a people person try to try to keep everybody kind of coming to me and talking and making sure that everybody's in a, in a positive mood and a positive state of, state of mind. Yeah. yeah. Chase, you picked up on a good point there. Keeping people talking. That's got to be important on board a submarine. I mean, your, your commanding officer just talked about you kind of run out of things to say, but communication in any workspace is incredibly important. I can only imagine when you're working in such tight quarters and, and really doing some serious business, you want to be talking. Oh, 100%, definitely. You got to keep the conversation lines open because, uh, you know, people down there, they, you know, you're, you're fairly isolated, obviously a small crew. So, you know, when you're at sea, there's only so many people that you can talk, you know, to, talk to and, and to open up and be able to have that conversation two-way, it's a, it's a nice thing to be able to do. Yeah, 100%. Jason, you've been in the service a while, in the submarine service a while. Tell me about your transition from Oberon class now into the, into the new class of submarine. Yeah, so uh, I was on, the, I originally qualified on the Onondaga uh, in uh, March 97. I got here in August 97 uh, and then got my Dolphins in uh, March 90, 98, sorry, March 98. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, it was uh, quite the transition. Flew to England and lived there for almost two years uh, to bring these ones back. I actually brought this submarine back from England, okay. uh, Windsor. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, originally the Unicorn. So, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, brought that back over. Uh, it was an interesting time over there. We uh, away from family for a while, but it was also uh, also exciting to be over there. Pretty neat to see a yeah. new country and live there for a while. Pretty. I'm, I'm going to ask a pretty green question. When you're sailing across the Atlantic, how much time are you below the surface, on the surface? I'm we, sure there's a lot of people wondering about that. We were below for the majority of time coming back. And, and normally that's where submarines like to be, is below the surface. Uh, yeah. I don't know, you see the shape there. It's uh, not quite aerodynamic on the surface. She's a little bit uh, a little <laughs> yeah. bit wobbly she on the surface. She bounces around a little underneath, bit. Underneath it's just like walking around, just like walking around at home. So, so you're always laughing at anyone to say on the Toronto that could seasick because you could pretty good, uh, that must be something. That's eh? not, yeah, that, on the surface, but below, we're golden. Oh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So tell me about that experience in, uh, in the UK. So you were over there for a couple of years, taking the boat uh, from the Royal Navy and transitioning it into the Royal Canadian Navy. That must have been a very unique thing. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, we had some really 
really good instructors over there. The uh, there was an, uh, some old British submariners that uh, that w were teaching us. We were down daily on the boat doing uh, basically qualifying again on the boat. All, all of us that went over already had dolphins on the Oberon class, right. and then we were requalifying on these ones. And uh, it was it was definitely quite the experience. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It was uh, it was excellent. So that's a little bit of a trip from Dartmouth. Then okay, we got them yeah, over there. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> now tell me about being an electrician on board a diesel electric submarine. That's got to be an important job. Well, yeah, it's the heart of the submarine, isn't yeah, it? Really, the battery, percent. right? Yeah. Uh, we got we keep the submarine down down below the down below the waves. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's excellent. It's uh, it's very satisfying. Um, I, it's a lot different than the ships. I know, like uh, a lot of the courses that we do, it's all uh, uh, you know ship related, uh, right. where they don't really cover a lot of this stuff. So we come down here. We're as far as as far as when I was doing it, we were allowed to do a lot more than what uh, you could actually even do on the ship. So yeah. we were given a lot more, I guess, a lot more room to, room to move and stuff and maneuver. It was excellent, yeah. Right on. Jerry, your thoughts? Well, I just, uh, it's fascinating. You know, I think we don't have enough time to get into it all because, I, I you know, I, I would love to have one one thousandth of the knowledge that you have of the operation of batteries and electrical work and, you know, the submarine. But it's just fascinating to chat with you and I appreciate what you're doing here and thank you for joining us i oh, appreciate having me I, yeah. it was awesome it was excellent to be honored you uh, seem like a fine gentleman it was, uh, it was a nice interview thank we you. try we try yeah. jason <laughs> i can't begin to tell you i sure am glad you didn't enjoy that concrete job <laughs> and you decided to join the navy yeah. and be a part of this uh, honorable work you're doing man and uh you got to be very proud of yourself and thank you very much for your service to canada we really appreciate it thank you very much i appreciate it Back into the interviews with the crew on board HMCS Windsor. I mean, fascinating stuff that these guys do beneath the waves, keeping our nation safe and secure. What interesting work it must be. And I can tell you, if there's people watching the podcast and they're looking at the Navy as an opportunity, you need not look much further than the submarine service. Because I can tell you, if you're looking for adventure, that's where it exists, right behind us. Our next guest, we're really looking forward to a conversation with him. Marcus, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, I'm uh, Marcus Hibbert, a Petty Officer Second Class, Senior Sonar Tech on board Windsor, and originally from the Miramichi. Right on. What part of the Miramichi? Uh, Chatham, actually. Right in Chatham. Yeah. Did you ever think you were going to be on a sub when you were growing up in Miramichi? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, we have. We obviously had the Air Force Base there, yeah. so I was accustomed to being around the military and that, and it was mildly intriguing, but yeah. I didn't ever think Navy was in the in the books for an option for me. <laughs> so, Marcus, where did it all come from? You're up in the Miramichi. How do you find the Navy? Uh, well, I went out west to work for a few years. Uh, I came home to help with some family issues, and decided one day I wanted to join the military. So yeah. went down to the recruiter here in Halifax, got talking to him, and the next thing I know, I was <laughs> then on board a boat. And uh, So how did that here. recruiter convince you the Navy is your option? Uh, they, they highlighted a lot of the high points that you get with right. here. Uh, the camaraderie, yeah. the travel, yeah. uh, the ability in the coursing, the things you'll, some of the options you never get to see in the civilian side of life. So yeah. it was all enough to convince me I wanted to come down. Yeah, that's a good story. Now, Marcus, you're a sonar operator on board a submarine. It doesn't take uh, too much to put two and two together. That's probably a very uh, integral job to the whole operation. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, well, actually, I'm a sonar technician, so I okay. fix them. And you fix them running. Right, okay. But, um, yeah, my primary job is as to maintain and uh, 
make sure we can still see everything we need to with the sonars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When we're diving, surfacing, so yeah. Yeah. You can certainly operate it too, though, if you're the technician, I would imagine. Hey. Not as well as I fix them. <laughs> Not as well as you fix them, eh? Well, that's great. So, and so in the Miramichi, you're uh, you're going through life up there. You find yourself out west. Now you're in one of Canada's uh, amazing platforms serving our country. What are some of your most memorable moments on board the submarine, or even indeed in the Navy? It's gonna have to be the people. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of great things you can say about the Navy in general. Uh, the submarine is second to none for us yeah. for, for what we've got, but the people are by far the deciding factor for anything down here. Right. Um, having served both on, sail both on the surface and down below, camaraderie is key here. Yeah. yeah. So how do you keep that camaraderie on board a boat underneath the waves and how do you keep the that friendships alive and all of that oddly enough the sub seems to attract a lot of the same personality types is that right um from all across canada all different things but primarily the people are i hate to say the same mindset but personalities mesh fairly well yeah like what kind of personality traits would you have to have to be a submariner Patience, uh, I would imagine. Would that be one? I haven't seen a lot of that on board. I'll, when I do, I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> but um, people are very outspoken, very yeah. open. Uh, camaraderie, the joking is yeah, it's phenomenal. You can't have a thick skin, I bet, in a submarine. Uh, thick skins are not recommended here. They like it if you take, you know, you've got to be sensitive and open to all the things that you have as options, as emotions. Right. <laughs> I think you're a bit of a character. Oh. I, uh, do, you get is, up on a, do you have open mic night down uh, down below the waves at all? No, no. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to summarize it. Jerry, your final thoughts with well, Marcus. I just uh, enjoy your humor. Yeah. Uh, listening to you talk about teamwork. I mean, uh, Alan and I interview a lot of different types of people, business, and teamwork is really important. But uh, you know what you're doing for the country again? I said it to you the other guys fantastic thank you very much thank you very much well there you go another great edition of gale force winds talking to a sonar technician on board one of canada's submarines vital work that marcus provides his country under the waves unbelievable i certainly am glad that recruiter at the halifax recruiting center convinced you to join the navy and we really do appreciate your service thanks very much marcus thank you very much cheers Back on YC451 in Halifax Harbor, talking to the crew of HMCS Windsor and what an engaging group they are. You can tell that these are serious fellas doing serious work for Canada. Unbelievable, but you know what? They all got a sense of humor. There's an edge about them, and I really enjoy getting to know them. We're now gonna talk to the executive officer of the submarine. So Jay, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is uh, Jay Finlayson. I'm the XO on board the Windsor behind me here. Uh, I grew up in northern Ontario, kind of out of the way from the oceans, but um, I was raised by my grandparents quite a bit, and uh, both sets of grandparents lived on the water on, the, on Lake Huron uh, and Lake Superior, so I spent a lot of time with my grandfathers out on the water, and it's kind of where I started the love for the water. What part of northern Ontario people are going to want to know? Yeah, near Sault Ste. Marie, uh, small towns, uh, one family near Wawa, and the other was on St. Joseph Island. Right on. So granddads were interested in the water and that intrigued you? Yeah, everybody uh, seemed to live on the water where I grew up. Uh, lots of lakes. Uh, and my one grandfather on my mother's side uh, ran a marina. So I spent a lot of my summers uh, hanging out with him and 
uh, learning the ways of the water there. And at what point did you point your finger towards the Canadian Forces Recruiting Center? Uh, it was a, a bit of a whim, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I was 27 years old, uh, married, and just kind of looking for, you know, a better life, something to do. Right. Um, and started looking at different options, you know, heading out west, uh, working in the oil fields. I was working as a heavy equipment mechanic for a few years. Uh, and then the Navy kind of was there. So right. I just uh, did some research and walked in and lo and behold there was a submariner as the recruiting officer and he told me all about the navy which i didn't know we had right um and the submarines which i certainly did not know we had so it kind of started there and, and wow spiraled into this. what recruiting center was that london ontario so london ontario there's a submariner there and he introduces you for the first time really to the navy yeah absolutely i, I basically had no idea and right yeah. and that, so jerry on that point and jay thanks for bringing that up that's why we're doing this, yeah. is because there's people that still don't know Canada has a Navy, and we certainly do with amazing people in it, and we've met many of them along the way. Not only do they not know we have a Navy, but they're not quite sure what exists in that Navy. Well, I can tell you, there's some impressive platforms that do exist in that Navy, and more important than that, there's impressive people in that Navy. So tell me about when you joined the submarine service. Uh, so in 2013, I joined the submarine service for my trade, Back then, you had to qualify um, completely as a lieutenant on board uh, the surface ships. So I did that, uh, and then was looking towards doing something a little more uh, my style, um, uh, a little more blue collar than white collar kind of up upbringing. So uh, there was a couple submariners, ex-submariners that were part of the engineering department on Athabascan, uh, and they told me about the submarines and how I'd fit in there, and they thought it would be a good venture. So did some research and joined up and. And here we are. Jay, are you Eight an engineer later. by profession? No, no, I'm a naval warfare officer. Okay, so yeah. you're a naval warfare officer, but you wanted that blue-collar work, you say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, hydraulics and pneumatics were my bread and butter before I joined, so... You're not that interested in the bookkeeping and all that kind of stuff? No, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> definitely I, not. I hear your point, Jay. It makes me want to vomit. <laughs> it's kind of my so, job, but, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. looking I forward to the next job. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's why Gale Force Wind has got great revenue. Yeah. I'm not a good bookkeeper, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> Jay, I take, to me. I, I take your point, mate. That's right. Yeah. Jay, sounds like you've had a great little journey there <laughs> from Wawa, Ontario. You're part of a great uh, group of guys we met some of these fellas earlier and it really is impressive you know we often ask our guests on gale force winds to leave us uh, with one small piece of advice now you're a guy who started up in northern ontario you joined the navy a little bit later perhaps and yep. most you found yourself in a pretty interesting space and time and now you're the executive officer of one of canada's most impressive platforms what would that piece of advice be jake uh just take chances and and follow your gut and your heart that's what i've done and it, it kept me safe so there you go uh, works good that's what i teach my kids there you go Jerry. your thoughts well i just want to say jay you know what i i have nothing but respect for you and your crew and this country isn't it an incredible country we live in I just am in awe as a 17 year old out in BC getting up to some shenanigans with you as a naval officer. We uh, we just appreciate what you're doing here today and thanks for getting on with two, uh, two fellows like us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having me. Well, there you go. Another great edition of Gale Force Winds talking to Canada's submariners. What an interesting group. Unbelievable the work that they do, the platforms they have. And Jay, you hit the nail right on the head. A lot of Canadians need to know that we've got a Navy. And I gotta tell you, it's a great Navy with great platforms. And if you're somebody that's looking for an adventure and an opportunity in your life, I don't think you should look much farther than the Royal Canadian Navy. 
thank you to the crew of HMCS Windsor for a wonderful edition of Gale Force Winds. We are here on location on YC451. You can Google that and find that interesting platform on the World Wide Web. We have the pleasure here today to speak to some of, well, really, truly Canadian heroes. Guys that do their business below the ocean. And I can't wait to speak to some of these guys. Drew, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, how you doing? My name is uh, Drew Matheson. I'm originally from Cape Breton, Nova Scotia. I was born and raised in Glace Bay. Um, I spent my time growing up uh, involved with the Sea Cadet organization, um, uh, which I where I learned to sail. Uh, That's for the a first common time. refrain we hear, isn't it? 100. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I spent uh, a lot of my youth uh, in the summers actually sailing across at the Shearwater uh, with the organization. I had a great time growing up in and around Halifax Harbor. Um, you know, it was the first time I got a chance to see Navy ships, and, and that's what piqued my interest to, to potentially carry it on after I, I graduated high school. So, Drew, you're a young fella. You're in the Sea Cadet organization. What was the name of the Sea Cadet Corps? I was in RCC uh, number 86, Dreadnought. Dreadnought, right on. Well, as Jerry said, it's a common theme. You would have, it's unbelievable how many people came through that. It's a fantastic organization. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, 100%, absolutely. It's a great way for uh, kids when they're growing up to... to get outside uh, you know their comfort zone or what's offered in their hometown they meet yeah. a lot of new friends and they get to experience a lot of new things yeah so Drew you probably spent a lot of time up in Cornwallis I did I spent uh, two summers down in Cornwallis one I was down for initial for sailing and the second uh, I spent out there instructing sailing so you're out sailing around Halifax Harbor and I guess back then they would have been Oberon class submarines that you would have been looking at is that what kind of inspired you to this life no I actually I didn't see uh, my first submarine until after I joined the, uh, the Navy so I was uh, two weeks in the military and I saw a picture of uh, our new submarines, uh, the new Victoria class that were coming. Uh, you know, I asked the question if we had them because I wasn't sure that we had them at the time, being right. only two weeks in the military. Uh, the answer was, well, we don't have them yet, but they're coming. I said, can I do that? And uh, the answer was 100%. So uh, I knew wow. from about two weeks in that I wanted to be on submarines. And Is that right? they made it here, yeah. yeah. <laughs> two weeks into the Navy and you knew that's where you wanted to go? 100%. Well, that's fantastic. So when did you first join the squadron? Uh, I joined, I came down to start my initial training uh, in uh, 2006, 2007. Right. Um, and then uh, after my initial training up at the school, uh, you have your basic uh, introduction into submarines. Um, then you, you wait into the queue to, to get on board to, to do your sea training. Uh, and after you get your, your package done at sea, you get awarded your dolphins and you become a full-fledged member of the crew. Right. Uh, and then you get posted to a boat officially and, and start your sailing career. Right. And there's a, a name they have for the commanding officer's course, right? Is that What's the name of that course? Uh, yeah, so the uh, yeah the submarine commanding officer's qualification course, uh, the SMTC is what it's called. Yeah. Um, is nicknamed Perisher. Right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, the course itself? Yeah. Uh, the course was great. Uh, you know, what the Canadian Navy does uh, for submariners to prepare them. Uh, to be able to challenge uh, perishers is, is quite good. Our training program is uh, is robust enough to be able to meet, uh, you know, the uh, expectations when we send our sailors over uh, to get ready to take command. Yeah. Uh, the course itself uh, spans over about five months uh, period. Uh, Canada participates in uh, two of the courses, so there's a one by uh, the Dutch and there's one offered by uh, Norway. Um, I partook in the uh, the one that was offered. Uh, Norway. Right. Um, what did that involved? I went over in uh, January uh, and stayed there for about five months. Yeah. Um, I got to ride on uh, the Rula class submarines um, with some world class submariners. Right. Um, and they put us through some top notch training. Uh, it was a great time. We got to sail up and down the Norwegian coast and participate yeah. uh, 
involvement with uh, another multinational exercise off the coast of Scotland. Wow. And what Drew's not telling you, Jerry, it's pretty hard course. Okay, so well, it's called a perisher course. <laughs> I would expect that's quite, the case. Quite a feat to get through. So now, Drew, you are the commanding officer of Windsor directly behind us. Tell me uh, how that feels uh, to be the commanding officer of one of Canada's submarines. Oh, it's a great job. Um, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I can't sum it up uh, yeah. in something. You'd need a longer podcast, right. I'd imagine. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I get the chance to work with some of the best sailors I've ever worked with in my entire life uh, yeah. on a platform, which is, you know, it's unique. Yeah. It's unique to the Navy. It's unique to most navies, uh, you know, around the world. Um, you know, being on board a submarine and getting to exercise uh, and operate in the way that a submarine operates uh, is a chance that not everybody gets uh, to take. Um, so being privileged enough to, to jump on board, um, and uh, go out and accomplish all of the uh, the exercises and operations with the crew that I have on board um, has been absolutely fantastic. Uh, Drew, Jerry and I just came back from a journey on HMCS Toronto. We got to meet the commanding officer there and there was a really connection. He had a real connection with the crew, tight family. You could tell on board that destroyer. It's got to be even so much tighter on board a submarine. Would you agree? Oh, I, I would definitely agree. There's yeah. there's a few reasons for that. You know, we don't have internet on board, so after you've been at sea for two, three days, we run out of things to talk about, so you get to know everybody really well. Um, you know, <laughs> and you don't really have a choice, uh, which is good. Um, you know, the crew on board, uh, you hit it right on the head. Uh, yeah. Super tight. Um, there's not a lot of us uh, coast to coast. Um, so I've sailed with, uh, you know, I've sailed with quite a, a large group of uh, our submariners, and yeah. you'll find that uh, as you go and you interview more people around right. throughout submarines, you'll find that's a common theme. Um, we all know each other fairly well. Right. Um, you know, we've been on most of the same operations and exercises. Um, you know, and, and you have no choice but to get really close to a group of people like that. Right. How many? How many on board, Drew? We've got 48 fitted crew. On 48 board. people. Correct. 48. We have the ability to take an additional 11 on board. Okay. Um, you know, if we have sea training embarked um, to get us ready for uh, you know an upcoming program, or if we need to take uh, future submariners into the training program, right? Uh, they get embarked up uh, forward and they sleep in the weapon stowage compartment right uh, while they're training. Jerry, final thoughts? Well, I just I, I I'm flabbergasted actually. 48 people, and you can take an additional 11. That's phenomenal. Well, you know, we just came from DEFSEF Atlantic, and uh, I was inspired by the entrepreneurs there, but I continue to be inspired by uh, people like yourself, Drew. Thank you very much for keeping this country safe. And thank you very much. Absolute well, pleasure. There you go. Another great edition of uh, Gale Force Winds. Not very often you get a submarine commander on your podcast, but we sure are happy. And I hope the folks at Glace Bay are watching right now because that's an unbelievable journey you've had, my friend. Congratulations. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Gale Force Winds. That's Gale Force Winds, W-I-N-S dot com.